The safety of the internet and the extent of one's online privacy can be influenced by a multitude of factors. It is a complex area where individual experiences can vary greatly, contingent upon various elements, such as personal online habits, the specific platforms one engages with, and the degree of security one employs, cyber attacks, espionage, and the watchful eye of surveillance agencies is all the subject of today's episode. So let's explore the ever-evolving landscape of cyberspace and covert operations, where technology and espionage intersect in a complex dance of intrigue, mystery, and security. And just ask yourself one question. How safe are you online? Cyber warfare has dominated the news recently, turning our daily internet landscape into a binary battlefield. In 1988, a student at Cornell University in the US named Morris made what seemed to be at first a harmless internet worm, but it quickly turned into the first felony conviction in the US. Under the 1986 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, the Morris worm entered cyberspace and encountered an error, which in turn morphed into a virus, replicated fast, and infecting 6,000 computers and causing 10 to 100 million dollars in damages. Jonathan James, a 15-year-old at the time, in 1999 joined the Hackers Hall of Fame when he hacked NASA in the U.S. Defense Department. A backdoor had been set up on the servers of a division of the U.S. Department of Defense after James had managed to get into its computers. This enabled him to intercept tens of thousands of internal communications from multiple government agencies, including emails that contain login information for different military computers. James was able to steal a piece of NASA software using the data that had been stolen costing the Space Exploration Organization 41000 in lost productivity due to the three-week system outage. And that same year, in 1999, we saw the Melissa virus. This simple virus that infected Microsoft Word documents ended up costing $80 million in damages. One year later, in 2000, a Canadian high schooler, Kals, decided to unleash a DOS attack on a number of high-profile commercial websites, including Amazon, CNN, eBay, and Yahoo. This resulted in $1.2 billion in damages. Then nine years later, Google China gets hit with a cyber attack in 2009. In the middle of December, Google's Chinese headquarters discovered a security breach. Intellectual property was stolen as hackers broke into many Google Corporation systems. Google claimed in a blog post that there is evidence to suggest that one of these attackers 
had the primary goal of accessing the Gmail accounts of Chinese human rights activists. They discovered multiple Gmail accounts belonging to users from the US, China, and Europe. These emails belonged to human rights campaigners in China. The Chinese government, which had been accused of flagrantly violating human rights, was the focus of everybody's attention. Also in 2009, hacker T. Gonzalez was responsible for one of the biggest fraud cases in US history. Tens of millions of credit cards and debit cards from more than 250 financial institutions had been stolen by Gonzalez. He had gained access to the payment card networks of many businesses, including the chain of 7-Eleven convenience stores. But now, here we are, leading up to the big one. In 2019 and 2020, we saw something even crazier. This was the start of espionage. Some hackers used a method known as a supply chain attack to insert malicious code into the Oron system. A supply chain attack works by targeting a third party with access to an organization system rather than trying to hack the network directly. The third party software, in this case, the SolarWinds Oron platform, creates a backdoor through which hackers can access and impersonate users and accounts of victims of the organization. The malware could also access system files and blend in with legitimate solar wind activities without any detection, even by their antivirus software. Now, SolarWinds was a perfect target for this kind of supply chain attack because their Oron system is used by many multinational companies and government agencies. All the hackers had to do was install the malicious code into a new batch of software distributed by SolarWinds as an update or a patch. So this is the timeline of how things went. September 2019, threat actors gain unauthorized access to SolarWind network. October 2019, threat actors test initial code injection into Oron. February 20, 2020, malicious code known as the Sunburst injected into Oron. And then in March of 2020, SolarWinds unknowingly starts sending out Oron updates with hacked code. More than 18,000 SolarWind customers installed the malicious update, with the malware spreading undetected. Through this code, hackers access SolarWind customers' information technology systems, which they could then use to install even more malware to spy on other companies and organizations. Why? Well, the true purpose of the hack remains largely unknown. However, federal investigators and cybersecurity agents believe a Russian espionage operation, most likely Russia's foreign intelligence service, is behind the SolarWind attacks. This is why we have the mostly secret group that comes to play here. Now, these guys were set up for this kind of occasion. The Five Eyes. The world is always watching you, tracking your every move, and seeing what you see. This constant surveillance can be both unsettling and intrusive, as it raises concerns about privacy and personal autonomy. This isn't a warning about the future, I'm warning you about today. In this interconnected world, our online activities leave behind a trail of data that can be collected and analyzed by various entities. Google, Apple, Facebook, and TikTok all collect your personal information. These apps even track your location 24-7. 
doesn't matter if you have your privacy settings turned off. This constant monitoring of our digital footprint not only compromises our privacy, but also poses a threat to our personal freedom. The widespread collection and analysts of our personal data by these tech giants can and has led to targeted advertising, manipulation, and even surveillance by governments. It is crucial for individuals to be aware of the extent of data collection and take the necessary steps to protect your privacy in this increasingly interconnected world. But all right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Five Eyes is a intelligence alliance consisting of five English-speaking countries that cooperate in signals intelligence, that's S-I-G-I-N-T, and share intelligence information with one another. The members of this group are, of course, the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. The Five Eyes Alliance was established after World War II and has primarily focused on collecting and sharing signals intelligence, which involves intercepting and analyzing electronic communications and data. Now, the members of the countries collaborate closely on matters related to national security, counterterrorism, and intelligence sharing to enhance their collective capabilities. Over the years, however, the Alliance has expanded its intelligence sharing network beyond the original five members. However, the core group of the United States, UK, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand remains at the center of the alliance. The Five Eyes Alliance are getting ready for an uncertain future with the development of more powerful rivals like China and Russia, adapting to new technology threats to the world of cyber attacks, electronic warfare, and disputed networks using the Canon Agreement, which was created to meet the challenges of Cold War espionage. The agreement has its origins in a secret conference between Franklin D. Roosevelt and Winston Churchill during World War II to share intercepted communication. Many people believe this meeting served as the start of the Five Eyes. Technology will be essential to this success, enabling units to communicate successfully no matter how disputed the environment is. Now, the approach will also allow coalition troops to operate together more effectively, because the next fight will not likely be decided by who has the strongest ships, bombers, or tanks, but rather it will be decided who can handle the data the fastest. In 2013, Edward Snowden shocked the world when he revealed that the largest internet service providers in the U.S. had been secretly going above and beyond what the law required of them to cooperate with the government and handed over, in many cases without warrants, entire Google histories, Facebook information, even your iCloud account, and so on to the government under a system of secret court orders. He also revealed that the United States phone companies, like AT&T, it being our largest phone network, found that AT&T had been collecting phone records of everyone who crossed their system and never getting rid of it. They have every call you've ever made 
if your birth date is after 1987 and you are an American, or you phoned the US because everything that crossed their network was recorded. That's how far back Edward Snowden says they have records of. Additionally, the mobile towers have been pinging your location since 2008, giving them access to more than 10 years worth of your location history, according to Snowden. This extensive collection of data allows them to create a detailed profile of your communication patterns and movements over the years. With such comprehensive information, they possess a significant amount of insight into your personal and professional life, raising concerns about privacy and the true nature of surveillance. And this is where Snowden even talks about the Five Eyes. He noticed the Five Eyes were even getting images from your webcams and everything that you've ever typed into any search bar. Now again, this is all according to Edward Snowden, so believe him or not, take it with a grain of salt, since it's all alleged. That is, if you choose to believe his leaked documents, and if you've read it for yourself, not just what he's said in interviews. But let's shift into something that's actually happening right now in China. It's no secret that the Chinese government tracks information about its people, including their looks, the tech they use, even the sound of their voices. You see, China seeks to collect as much data as it can about its residents at all levels, centralizing that data and utilizing it to uphold authoritarian power over the entire population. According to analysts, China is home to more than half of the world's almost 1 billion surveillance cameras. Now, these cameras keep track of everyone they come into contact with and record their photographs. They are facial recognition cameras, not just regular cameras. And the system keeps 2,000 photos of faces it recognizes from video feeds each day. And they are held by the police for up to six months, if not longer. These are more than just street cameras. You can find them in hotels, restaurants, and most commercial buildings. Is this the future that we can expect as well? Maybe, maybe not. And I'm not saying it's all bad. We do need a system of surveillance to keep us safe from our enemies. That's a given. We just don't need it to extend into our personal lives. What we do in the privacy of our own time and space should be kept private. Privacy is a fundamental human right that allows individuals to freely express themselves. When surveillance extends into our personal lives, it can have a chilling effect, turning creativity into fear. It is crucial to strike a balance between security and personal privacy in order to foster a society that values both safety and individual freedom. And we don't really know what the current balance of that is. As technology continues to advance, the line between security and personal privacy becomes increasingly blurred. I don't even want to think about how the new use of AI will affect that. Some things you just don't want to know. So, what does the future hold? Answer, a great deal of uncertainty. It's bleak, but it also can be hopeful. The future is grim and bleak, with technology acting as a double-edged sword, because on one hand, it serves us diligently, enhancing our lives. But on the other hand, it poses a potential risk. While we harness its power to access a vast array of information, it simultaneously collects data about 
us delving into our thought processes and desires. In this symbiotic relationship, we can't overlook the subtle erosion of privacy. Furthermore, technology's ability to automate tasks and replace job introduces economic and social challenges. While it enhances productivity and efficiency, it can also lead to job displacement and equality, posing a dilemma that must be carefully navigated in the future. I mean, it's already happening now to some extent. This is the dual nature of technology, and we need to try our best to keep it in mind. And that will conclude today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to email me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's all one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Additionally, you can also leave a comment in the poll of this episode on Spotify. I read them all the time. Thank you everyone who leaves a comment. Unfortunately, I cannot reply to them, but I can read them and post them for everybody else to see, so that's cool. Anyways, again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, I will catch you in the next episode.